Chapter 3 Hang on, James said to the grumpy hedgehog. Do you know what happened to the tree last night? The creature stopped and turned back to look at the children. Are you having a go? it said defensively. Are you trying to say I didn't do my job? Are you saying it's my fault those ginger vandals did this? It gestured toward the broken tree with its pike. Are you? Are you calling me a coward? The small creature pointed the pike angrily at James, who shrank backwards. No, no, Jenny said. We don't think you're a coward. You look like a very brave creature. We'd never think of damaging the tree if you were around. She spoke kindly and smiled. You're worse than him, the hedgehog spat. You hit me right in the weak spot. Oh, such vicious words. I bet you've been sent to finish the job, have you? The magpies enlisted you to do their dirty work. The magpies did this to the tree, James asked. The hedgehog laughed, a high-pitched giggle. Magpies did this? What planet are you on? Magpies are birds, you idiot. Magpies indeed. I've been guarding this tree for more than fifty years. No birds ever got the best eggle, not even close. If it had been magpies last night, then the twins would still be in one piece. If it wasn't magpies, then who was it? James asked. The vandals that did this were foxes, rovers, a fox clan from another county. No local fox had dared to do this. These rovers were paid to wreak havoc, and they'll more likely than not be back to finish this off. And then we'll be in trouble. The whole country will be in trouble if they get their paws on that stone. The hedgehog paused and stared past Jenny. James followed the animal's gaze over the road to the rockery that ran up the hill opposite the park. The little creature went on ranting. Which is why I'm hanging up my boots. Your boots, Jenny said, before she could stop herself. Oh! Hedgehogs can't wear boots, can't we? The hedgehog said mockingly. Our feet are too tiny, are they? Pa! It spat again. Seeing as you two are so smart, you can take care of the sentinelms. Here! It threw its pike up in the air, and James caught it carefully in his right hand. I'm off! You can deal with the rovers. I'm retiring. Goodbye! And with that, the hedgehog shuffled off into the bushes at the edge of the walled garden leaving the two bewildered children standing by the elms. Jenny looked at James. He looked back at her and shook his head in disbelief. What do we do now? she said. Does he really expect us to camp here and protect the trees? I don't know, James shrugged. It doesn't seem like he did that much good guarding them himself. I guess we can come and check on the twins whenever possible. Or what was it he called them? Sentinelms, I think, Jenny answered. After a few more minutes spent inspecting the trees, they hadn't found anything else of interest. It was now very dark in the park, the street lights and park lights were on, but not very effective, and the temperature had dropped a few degrees too. James carefully put the hedgehog's weapon into his school bag. It was definitely time for them to go. They'd come back soon enough, though, to try and protect the twin elms, the sentinels, from any future rover attacks. He put the squiduckin key into his coat pocket. Another thought crossed his mind. Come on, he said. I want to have a look at something else before we leave. They trudged across more wet grass, away from the ancient elms and back into the park. 
This time, James took them away from the cycle track and over the football fields to the clock tower. It was a Victorian red brick construction nestled between tall horse chestnut trees looking out across the football field and beyond to the basketball courts and the playground. The wet grass ended at a few stone steps in front of the tower. Standing at the top of the steps, James looked carefully at the carvings that covered the pillars at each corner of the tower. Squiduckens, he said, quietly taking the key from his pocket and holding it up. Sure enough, the carvings matched the key. Look, he held the key up to Jenny. These are the creatures that Aby and Wilf told us about last year. There's a door right in front of us, but it's too dark to see the keyhole. I wonder if there's more places that match the creature on the end of the key. The bow, she said, as she held the key and compared it to the carvings on the clock tower. The end of a key that you hold is called the bow. My granddad was a locksmith, and he still got a collection of old and ornate keys. None of them have a squiduckin on, though. And don't forget that Elf and I had to come and rescue you from inside the tower last year. James took the key back and was about to check the tower for the corresponding keyhole when he heard the patter of footsteps. Lots of footsteps. He quickly slipped the key back into his pocket just as a group of foxes appeared from either side of the tower. Foxes were a common sight in Preston Park and on many of the streets in Brighton, but usually they shied away from human contact. Once they spotted you, they trotted away into a garden or down an alley or a driveway. These foxes were different. Once they saw the children, they paused, but they didn't retreat. The two on the left didn't move, but the two on the right parted, and a large fox sauntered between them and stood directly in front of James, only a few feet away. The sky behind the children was a dull orange as the last light from below the horizon was cast onto the clouds. James wasn't sure, but thought these foxes looked different. Their coats were greyer than usual, and their tails were thin and mangy, not bushy and bright, and they looked serious. "'Well, well, well, what have we here?' the fox said. It had a country accent, and James noticed one of its teeth was gold. "'A couple of little thieves, caught red-handed.' James felt Jenny move a little closer. Her jacket scraped gently against his. Something about the way the fox spoke made him want to turn and run, but he didn't want to take his eyes off it. "'I tell you what, if you give us back what's ours, we'll forget about ever seeing you.' The fox opened its mouth wide and licked its top teeth slowly. "'I don't know what you mean,' James said. "'We've never met you before.' Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't introduce myself. I'm Chimera, mother to my clan, and you don't have to meet people to steal from them. That key in your pocket, it's not yours. It's mine. Jenny tugged James's arm, and he pulled his eyes away from Chimera. While the fox had been talking, more of her rover clan had silently slipped behind them and were looking menacingly up from the grass. He desperately tried to think of something to say, but he couldn't. They were well and truly cornered. "'Come on now,' Chimera said. "'Don't think of running. It wouldn't do you any good. Hand that key over to me, and you can be on your way.' If only they could distract the foxes. Just for a moment, they could run past the clock tower and up to the road. It was only fifty yards away. He could see the streetlights and lights from the flats and houses beyond. "'Why did you try and kill the old elm?' he managed to say. "'That was you, wasn't it? 
Ah, my instinct was right. You're no innocent child. You're involved in affairs that have nothing to do with you. That old elm's protection would have failed soon anyway. We just helped it along. With that key, we can get straight to the stone without any more messing around. So give it over before I have my clan take it. There was a movement from the trees behind the clock tower. A flashing red light bounded along the path, followed by a shadowy form. A dog walker. Before James could call for help, the red light ran over toward them. It was a cocker spaniel, black and white, with a flashing LED collar. James expected the foxes to scatter, but they held their ground. Chimera didn't even look worried. The dog began to growl as it approached. When it was about ten feet away, the dog slowed and stopped. Then, Chimera gave a high-pitched yelp, and one of the rovers burst forward toward the dog, snarling wildly as it ran. That was enough for the Cocker Spaniel. It turned and fled. The fox was fast, though, and cut it off from its owner. The Spaniel turned away and darted out of the trees and across the football fields. The owner called loudly, but the dog didn't turn back. It kept running fast, across one pitch, then the next. After a few more desperate calls, the owner went after his dog, away from James and Jenny and the foxes. Enough distractions, Chimera said, as her clan started slowly closing in on the children. I'll count to three, and you hand over the key. One. The foxes moved closer. The ones behind were right up on the first step. Two. James put his hand in his pocket and grasped the key hard. Chimera didn't finish the number. A small grey blur leapt from high on the left pillar of the clock tower and landed on the fox clan leader's back. The fox reacted immediately as if she'd been stung by a bee, twisting round and snapping with her sharp teeth. But the blur was faster. It hopped up onto the fox's left ear and used it like a springboard to propel itself through the air, landing deftly on James's left shoulder. No tail, Jenny exclaimed with a cheer. The squirrel, which really did have no tail, had its tiny bow in its hands and was aiming an arrow at Chimera's head. Even though the arrow was smaller than a matchstick, James had seen one before and knew it was tipped with a deadly poison. He breathed a sigh of relief, but it was short-lived. The foxes were still very close and Chimera looked furious. Her head was held low and she was baring her teeth. But at least she wasn't getting any closer. So... You have a grey assassin to protect you, Chimera snarled. You think that'll stop me from getting that key? She crouched lower, ready to pounce. Careful, my Srigo, said the fox on Chimera's left. Chimera growled at the other fox, and for a moment James thought she was going to attack it. But she turned, made a high yelping noise, and ran off down the hill and into the playground. Her clan followed quickly after her, leaving James, Jenny, and No-Tail alone by the clock tower.